Hi, this is Jan Kabili, your host for The Fix, the podcast that's all about Lightroom, Photoshop, and post-processing. My guest this week is Matt Kluskowski, otherwise known as Matty K. You may know Matty K from his many years at Kelby Media, where he was one of the original Photoshop guys. He's also a terrific photographer, he is a natural-born instructor, and he's the author of tons of books and blog posts and videos and articles all about Photoshop and Lightroom. Matt has helped so many people learn Photoshop and Lightroom. We're really lucky to have him here today. He's going to pull back the curtain a little and show us his personal post-processing workflow in Lightroom and in On One Perfect Effects. So let's say hi to Matty Kay. Hi, Matt. Hi, Jen. How's it going? Great. How's it going with you? Everything is very, very good. So, uh, I, you know, can I tell you a funny story? Oh, please. So it's funny. I, I, I never, any, any place that I've ever worked, I never introduce myself. I never refer to myself. I never tell people, oh, yeah, people call me Maddie. And somehow I always end up as a Maddie. Like, I don't know why. It just, it kind of just goes there. It's pretty funny how it happens. So. Uh, just interesting little tidbit about my my life and the places that I've worked. Uh, well, it's I, you know why I think it is. I think it's because in some way you've really snuck in under people's skin. I mean, you really are kind of beloved out there, and you know that I hope, kind of. I hope that's a good under the skin. Yeah, it is a good under skin. And so you know, it's like Maddie. Maddie sounds like a friend. That <laughs> sounds like somebody very grown up. I guess it could be that. So, uh, <laughs> but, and it, so the other thing you said, you know, natural born instructor, you didn't see me teach 12 years ago, did you? <laughs> I sucked. <laughs> I did actually see you teach a long time ago and you got great. Uh, I will just say you certainly learned your craft. <laughs> it's all fun. It's good times. You, you know, know what I, I, oh, oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I attribute it to my mom and dad. They were both in education. So uh, maybe I just like some of it rubbed off. Well, you know, um, so many people out there really do love you in this uh, industry, the photo industry, the education industry. And so I know they're sincerely interested in what you're up to now. So let us in. What what yeah. you been doing? Uh, so I've been uh, so I, I work full time for uh, for on one right now. Um, and uh, I made that move probably in November. So six, seven months ago, depending on when you're watching this. Um, so I work full time for on one and, uh, and it's been, it's been an awesome six months. I have to say, uh, I was talking about this to, to somebody that's in a, a group that I work with, uh, the other day, I have to say, I've learned, I've learned more about photography, um, and not, not shooting photography, but training and just how, how the world sees photography in the last six months than I probably have in 10 years. I mean, it's amazing. You and I chatted a little bit about it um, at one point before, but uh, it's amazing that th th there's, there's so many different groups of people that, that you, can, you can talk to. Um, and I've just been really lucky with, with the On One audience. They have such a, a loyal group of people that love their software. And, um, and, and my job there has been to kind of help it doesn't stop at software. You know, in fact, we know it doesn't start with the software. It starts before that. And, uh, and Craig and, and Rick and the guys over at on one kind of realized that. And that's how I, that's how I ended up there is that there is so many different more aspects to that. And, uh, and, and my job has really just been to help people with that whole picture. So rather than just show them, here's an app, here's how to use it. Uh, we've done a lot of things to really engage with people from, from taking the picture um, through editing the picture to what you do with it afterwards. And then, and then talk a little bit about 
what could you have done better? You know, what kinds of things could improve this one? And uh, it's been it's it's been a great experience. That's really great. And so what are you director of education there? Uh, I, I mean, official title is vice president of photography. Um, but it's it's, you know, I, the education and the content stuff is primarily my job. So cool. Now, I need to back up a little because there could be some folks out there who don't know what on one is. Can you explain a little bit? Uh, sure. On one, uh, on one software it used to be called on one software. It's now on one Inc. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it, they make, they make plugins and standalone versions of their software. So it plugs into Lightroom, um, plugs into Photoshop, or if you wanted to use it standalone, you can. So there's, there's everything from, um, a browse module to just browsing your photos, which is pretty cool because sometimes people just want to look at their photos when they get back from a shoot rather than import into a catalog and stuff. Um, there's an effects module, there's a portrait module, uh, there's a black and white and, uh, and then this, you know, it's been around for so long and it continues to be one of the most popular ones is the resize, uh, part of the software. Um, because it used to be called genuine fractals, but for people that want to like upsize big time, like that's, that's kind of the industry standard for, it. and that's, that that's, that's been around forever, but still uh you'd be amazed at like how popular it still is these days so that's really interesting i wasn't aware of all of those and i would be really interested to see more of that browser software you know i use a lightroom a lot and I'll, you're right a lot of times i just want to see my photos really quick yeah. i don't want to go through the whole michigas of importing them and going through the whole thing right out of the camera i just want to see them so is that what what browse does tell tell me a little more about that yeah so so the idea with browse is um we wanted to make we wanted to make a, a browser that people could just look at their photos in really fast. And and when you when you decide to go down that route, the 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 mission becomes very very clear. Fast, you know, you're not going to try you're not going to try why why compete with Lightroom? Lightroom already does its job as a catalog and a library software very very well, and that's what I still use. All my photos end up there. But like I said, sometimes I just want to browse fast. And so your, your mission becomes very clear, make it crazy fast. So um, it works really fast. It'll show you an entire folder of, of a thousand raw photos in an instant. Um, and you can even zoom in, you can get you know, full screen uh, versions of these photos. And, and it's, it happens as about as fast as you can click the right arrow key. Um, you can go through your, you, let me show you. Yeah, well, can sure. Yeah, absolutely. Here. That'll make it easier. It <laughs> it's will. one thing for me to talk about, but uh, here, let me go ahead. I'll share my screen. I'll show you really quick. Well, while you're sharing your screen, I'm wondering if this is uh, similar to Bridge. Bridge is a browser, Adobe Bridge. Yes. Yes, that is. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very similar to that. Um, I would say Bridge definitely has more features. Um, Bridge has a ton, a ton of different features for it, but um, where again, browse is really meant to just browse your photos really fast. So here, I'll find a folder. I'll find a folder that I, like, I haven't been in. Uh, let me see here. How about this one? So I'm opening up a folder. So this probably, this folder's gotta have, it's, it's gotta have five or 636 megapixel raw photos in it. Um, so as you see, if I start scrolling down. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, you're not waiting for any thumbnails or anything, but to me, more importantly is I want to go, I want to go to a larger version and then just start hitting the right arrow key. So what's happening for those of you who can't see is every time you hear that click, it's showing a new photo. There is no lag time at all. It's just immediate. Yeah. 
it's you know probably the google hangout can't keep can't, you know like i can hold it down and you can see it's just like it flies through the photos wow so what's the explanation why does this work that's the wrong question for me <laughs> you know me i always want to know why i can't there's, stand it just go okay there's people way smarter than me that that are they're in charge of making that stuff oh um, that's the reason that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But I mean, the engineers were they did a great job. I mean, we really like before the last version, we uh, we beat on it. Um, and every day it was, you know, I was I was checking versions. Everybody in the office was checking versions. We're sending it back. We're saying it's not fast for this. I'm getting hung up here. Um, and the engineers would would go to work and, and they'd make it faster and faster and faster. So uh, and, and it's only going to get better. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's like. To me, it's 95% of the way there. It's faster than anything, just about anything out there. Photo mechanics fast, um, but it's it's also $150. So for for you know 10% of that cost, you can grab browse, but um, it's 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 fast and it's just going to get better. Cool. So you could use this, and what then? Then you import into Lightroom. Oh yeah, can I show you again? Because that's okay. the really cool part. Um, here, so. <laughs> like, ooh, bright shiny object. Uh, here, I got dark all of a sudden here. I saw right. that. So I think the sun went behind a cloud. Um, so here's what's cool about it. Uh, what it does have, besides being, do you see the screen there? Yes. Besides being uh, crazy, crazy fast, um, the extra features that it does have is it has star ratings, um, and it has an album, which is very similar to a collection inside a Lightroom. So what you can do is, is I can just hit the number five, and I can make it a five-star photo. Go to the next one, hit number five, make it a five-star photo. I can go down here. I can filter by that, which is cool and all that. But the, the really nice part about it is that even if I don't filter, even if I turn all that off, if I just select the photos and right-click, I can send them right to Lightroom, and Lightroom will pick up the five-star photo. We'll, we'll pick up the five-star because that's part of the metadata. Ooh. So I can send them to Lightroom, and now all of my, my culling, all of my, my editing and sorting is already done. I did it. I, I've done it inside of here while I was browsing my photos. So now inside of Lightroom, I can get to work. I can go straight to the develop module on the good stuff. Oh, so and, it kind uh, of import. So sending from Perfect, what's it called? Uh, browse to browse. Lightroom actually imports the photos into Lightroom. Yeah, it opens up Lightroom. It opens up the import dialog box with whatever photos you selected here. So, you know, people have different ways of working. Some people just filter to the five star photos and import those. Uh, other people will just import everything and it'll keep your five stars. So you have a quick way to sort when you get into Lightroom. Really good. I like that. You know, so it's interesting because I've always wondered, I've never been much of a plug-in person myself, although I'm doing it now because, you know, I, I need to show people and teach people. Yeah. But, you know, I always was wondering, well, why would people need plugins when they already got so much in Lightroom and so much in Photoshop, way more than most, you know, it's beyond most people's ability to, to learn why plugins also? And I think yeah. maybe the answer is when it fills a gap, you know, something that is not happening um, in the major software, that's the really good market maybe for the plugins. Yeah. And and I, I, I would agree. And I always tell people, you know, on one's got a portrait plugin. So it finds, detects the eyes and detects the mouth and the teeth and it does the work for you. So um, if you're the kind that wants to hand retouch everything, that's probably not for you. But there's there's people out there that just want it to be done. They just want something to do it for them. So it takes care of that. And I'd say the other thing for me where it really comes in, and you'll see this later because I'm going to show a, 
I'm going to show a start to finish edit a, of one of my landscape photos. Um, to me, it's the effects. Most of the plugins are the, the really popular plugins are the effect based plugins. And I think that's because, you know, Lightroom and Photoshop, you know, Lightroom's great at exposure, lens corrections, noise reduction, um, organizing your photos, all those things. Lightroom does, you know, I, that's where all my photos start shadows, highlights. There's no better raw processor out there. Um, but for special effects, for my style, um, to me, that's where I'm going to go into an effects plugin. Now, Photoshop's great for compositing and layering and all that stuff. But again, just for an effect, um, I think they both, that, that's not really where they shine. You know, they, they don't shine for just applying uh, a style to your photo. And that's where the effect plugins come in really handy. Oh, that's cool. I can't wait to see those. But before we do, I want to know a little bit about you as a photographer. Um, I, every once in a while, you know, pick up what you're doing on Facebook or in Google+, mm -hmm. and I see that you're traveling around a lot and getting to shoot some really great landscapes. Where have you been lately? What are you shooting? What's going on there? Um, yeah, so I, I would probably classify myself uh, primarily as landscape outdoor. Um, probably the, the, the most recent trip that I took was Yosemite. So I, uh, I co-taught a, a workshop there with a, a couple friends of mine. Um, I got to go out a few days early and kind of, you know, go to Mono Lake and a couple other places around there, but I spent about three or four days in Yosemite and it's, I'd never been there before. Really? Um, no, I'd never been there before. I live It's, you know, it's a long flight away and it's like, <laughs> I just, every time I go out West, there's always like something else on the agenda that I can, but now that I know it's so close to so many places, I mean, the next time I go out to the, the Bay area, I'll probably take like a side trip there just cause it's a three or four hour drive. So. Oh yeah. It's so fantastic. Yeah. But, um, so that was awesome. I'd never been there before. And the, the, the thing that struck me about Yosemite, and I think that's probably why, um, it's such a popular park is that everything's so accessible. I don't know. I don't know what other parks you've been to, but um, you know, like Arches and Canyonlands. Um, you know, Mount Rainier is pretty accessible, but you know, you you have all these other parks out there that take a little bit of a hike. Yosemite, it's like you drive and and just look up anywhere, and there's an amazing photo in front of you, just on the side of the road. Like you don't even have to go park anywhere. Um, though you should park before you take a picture. <laughs> no, just shoot out the window as you're driving but by. I did. I did. I, I definitely did. Um, I, I, I pulled over on the shoulder and I actually took a picture. I used my car as a tripod um, because it was like I was just right there. But it's just it's so accessible. Like I could not believe how easy all of the really key shooting spots were a lot of the a lot of the hero photos you see from yosemite are so accessible so i think that's why it's become such a popular park is uh, oh, is, cool. is people can really get in there and see some amazing things so it was a lot and of fun so you were shooting there where else have you been lately to shoot uh where else have i been gosh um, I shoot around the Tampa a lot i love beaches and everything like that um, i get out to oregon so um I've been to uh, uh, probably about four or five months ago. We went to the Steens, the mountain range in uh, in southeastern Oregon, way way far away from Portland, like eight hour drive. Um, I never knew. I, you don't know that Oregon's that big until you drive across the state. Um, but the uh, the desert that that's out there, um, I don't know why the name of the desert is is escaping me. I knew this too. <laughs> uh, oh come on, what's the name? What's the name of the I don't desert? Know. Out there? I've never been to Oregon. Oh God! Isn't it's gonna weird? 
it's going to kill me now. There's somebody that's going to be watching this and they're going to be screaming it. The, <laughs> All right, write it in the comments, you guys. Write that. Tell us the name of the desert. I, I know the name of the desert. I don't know why it's, I don't know. It's it's a <laughs> desert out there. Anyway, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. The whole area is just gorgeous. So I got out there, Mount Rainier, got, a, um, got out there last, end of last year. So um, some pretty neat places, lots of fun. Cool. So do you get to photograph in the course of your job now? Yeah. I mean, part of, part of my job is to get out there and, and shoot and teach. So, um, well, you know, it's, it's interesting. A lot of people ask, you know, so how are you making money from your photography? Um, I mean, I do, I do sell prints, but I definitely would not want to live off of, off of what I sell prints for. Um, it's, it's become a difficult business for that. Cause you know, I don't know, I don't know about you, but this, this thing is, is really changed it for people. Um, Mine's bigger amazing, than yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing camera, and and I think people are capturing amazing photos now. And and so when they see some of these pictures of of some great places, you know, if they were able to get there and and they have this camera, um, they they've got a really nice picture too. So so, yeah. but uh, but a big part of my job is is to get out there and shoot. I teach workshops. Um, and to teach, to, to, to not only teach smaller workshops, but then to get out there in front of um, larger audiences and, and teach that way. And, and that really, shooting helps me a lot because I see, I, I see what I go through and then hopefully translate that to other you know, struggles that other people may have and then I can help them with it. Oh, sure. I mean, it's just like teaching software. You cannot teach it unless you use it all the time. That's when you find out where the pain points are, um, what things are getting used a lot, which aren't really important. So you have to use the thing that you're teaching. You know, what, what practice what you preach, right? <laughs> Definitely. All right, I, it's gonna bug me, Jen. I gotta do it, hold on, hold on. Oh, you're gonna go look at Google Map? Desert, Oregon. Uh, what is it called? Come on. You gotta be kidding me. How many deserts can there be in Oregon? I know. I didn't think there were any of that was all rainforest. Alvord, Alvord, the Alvord desert. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it was going to just bug me until I remembered what it was. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> all right. So when you do go on these trips, I wanted to know, do you plan and prepare and like think about your shoot locations or you just go and wander around? How do you do it? Um, I usually, I'd say probably the number one resource I use is 500 PX. Um, so I go to 500 picks.com and, uh, and I search up wherever I'm going and just see what comes up. And so from there, uh, hopefully you can start to read through the descriptions. You can see where, where the photos were taken. And then it just starts like a, you know, if, if they just post the name of the place and they don't actually tag it on the map, which not a lot of people do, um, then I just go to Google and then start to backtrack that way and, and try to find different things. Um, I'll go, I'll go to Google images and I'll kind of just look around. Like I'm going to Seattle in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll go to Google Images and just look around. And every once in a while, like you find this photo that you hadn't seen in Seattle. And then you can kind of do a little bit of research and maybe find out where that was and, and go get, you know, a different shot than, than the one shot of Seattle, downtown Seattle that, you know, we see. Um, so, yeah, between oh, 500px cool. and Google Images, I, uh, I get a lot of it done. You know, are you familiar with Stuck on Earth? Yeah. 
that's so, that's something that's, that I've used from time to time. It's yeah, Trey Ratcliffe's app. Yeah, it's really good. Like I found out, um, we were going to Paris, and I was looking for a place where I could get up high and t- and find a view of the whole city that you know you didn't see everywhere. And right, and in there, I found out you could go at the top of a department store. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know that place, the Gallery Lafayette or whatever it's called. Yeah. The best view ever, and I would not that's have known that. View. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. So yeah, all of those those are those are good things when you're going out shooting, especially when you're not shooting near yeah. home and you don't know all the locations. So you know, I think um, let's talk a little about Lightroom now. Uh, you are the best Lightroom teacher ever. You just you know oh, how to do you. it. You are. I can't and, give you a twenty dollar bill through the thing, but here's okay. <laughs> I'll take that. Here, but, uh, I'll give you my Wacom pen. There you go. Thank you. No, I don't. I don't need the pen. I just. <laughs> you know, I so what I was thinking about uh, Lightroom is a lot of people know a lot of techniques, but the question that I find coming up all the time from you know people where I'm talking and teaching is, what do I do first? What do I do second? What do I do third? What order do I do things in? So I thought it'd be really neat if you could share your screen and you know walk us through your workflow. What Matt Kluskowski really does with his own photos when he's working in Lightroom, then maybe throw in a little. Uh, on one there too for us. Yeah, I'll show. I'll, I mean, I'll 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 pull back. I'll show the raw photo. I'll show you exactly what I do. So here is the before photo of what I just had up on screen. So uh, so this is actually a, a picture I took in Yosemite a few weeks ago. Um, it's it's at a place called Valley View, and what's so funny about this is is like this is a whole as you drive into the park, this is a whole loop that goes around, like there's a road that goes down around through here, goes back into here, kind of loops around. You're right in front of uh, El Cap, uh, which is is that mountain right here. You're right in front of it. And then it kind of loops back around over here. The problem is, is, is when you're driving past this, it's facing away from the road. So you don't see this view. And uh, and I'm, I'm looking on this map and, I'm, and I knew Valley View was one of the places I wanted to go to. And, and so, like, I'm looking on the map. I'm like, gosh, it looks like I've been there before. And, and sure enough, I had. I just drove right past it every time because it's behind you when you're, when you're driving this way. Yeah, I have uh, not seen that view. It's really an, an interesting and unique one. Yeah, it's, it's, a, great, it's, a, it's a great view. There's a, there's a small parking lot. It's probably got, like, eight or ten uh, parking spots in it. And, and you can hike around in and around here. Honestly, the best shots, because I hiked around quite a bit, are really close to the parking lot. Uh, believe it or not, some of the best photos were there. Uh, but just a great view. You know, you just get, it's just the composition kind of builds itself. You know, you get lots of foreground elements here. Um, you get lots of middle ground and then, you know, you can't help but just love the 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 peaks and everything that you get in the background. Cool. Uh, and oh, oh, I have a question right away, which yeah. is what are you shooting with? Uh, so this was taken with a Nikon D810. Um, I think it was the 14 to 24. Yeah. Uh, 14 to 24 lens, uh, F 16 and about a half of a second. Handheld. No, 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 no. The, oh. On a tripod. <laughs> I was going to say you're a pretty steady guy for that. <laughs> no, no, on a, that was on a tripod. I wanted that the DA 10 is great because it lets you shoot at ISO 64, um, natively, which means you can actually get slower shutter speeds to slow down this water. Um, or to smooth the water, and you don't even have to put ND filters on. So that's Oh, nice. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, as you, you asked about workflow, the order that we do things. Um, I try to keep it pretty simple. I, I would tell you that mostly Lightroom doesn't care what order you do things. 
Um, if I wanted to go here and sharpen the photo first, it, my computer didn't explode, you know, <laughs> and, and, and that goes against like every, every like techie thing out there that says never sharpen first. Look, my computer's still here and the photo still looks fine. So, um, but you know, I kind of do uh, for Lightroom, I do my basic white balance. Um, I'm going to try to get a hold like, you know, there's, there really is no better raw processor. So exposure, you know, I've got all this detail in the sky. I've got all this detail in the foreground. So I know that I have the, the leeway here with exposure. So I can kind of tweak the, the highlights a little bit. I can open up the shadows a little bit. Um, I do a little trick inside of Lightroom. Uh, it's like a little formula. If you hold down the option or alt key, click on whites, and I can drag that until I see a couple little specks there. And then option or alt click on blacks and drag it the opposite way. I see a couple little specks. And that kind of just, if you were thinking about your histogram, it kind of just smooths out your histogram. Make sure you're taking advantage of all the different, the tones inside of there. Um, next thing I would do is uh, I'd use, I do all this in Lightroom, the grad filter. So, you know, something we would normally do in camera. Um, to me, Lightroom is better at it than me putting that filter over the camera because I'm a lot more restricted with it. So I just bring the exposure down and just drag. Kind of just drag that right over the sky. Can even add a little bit more blue to it. I don't think it needs to be quite that dark. And then uh, if you're using the, the latest versions of Lightroom, it's pretty cool because you get that brush and um, you could take your brush. Oh. Let me undo there. You can take your brush, and if it happened to, to go over any of this area here, you can just paint. And That's so one of my favorite things, this thing, the filter brush. You know, yeah. the only thing is that I think that people might get mixed up because where you click to get this filter brush is right underneath the other brush, the adjustment brush. Yes. And they are two separate things, so I always yes. try to tell people watch out for that. Yeah, because there, yeah, there's brush, and then there's adjustment brush, and it can get confusing, so... Uh, but I can go in and I can, you know, paint it out of the, out of the mountains and everything. So I don't get it there. Uh, a little bit of clarity just kind of gives us some detail. I can push the saturation, uh, push that one up a little bit too. Just get a little bit more blue in the sky. Um, I already sharpened. I did my detail panel. The other thing that Lightroom I think excels at is lens corrections because they have this huge, massive library of all this stuff. Um, so I turn on the basic one. Um, sometimes I try auto on the, on the upright side because it'll tend to try to straighten your photo. And in this case, you saw it did absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's okay. It might. If you give it long enough, it might. Yeah. That's a big file. Um, and then just some, some basic cropping. I'll try to get all that done in Lightroom because it, it keeps it all non-destructive. So if you do it somewhere else, then you can kind of risk losing something. And then the last thing I would do in Lightroom is my spot brush, my spot removal. And there's that little checkbox. You know, Jay, I mean, I find so many people, I don't know if you see this, but you show this to an audience and everybody's mouth drops. I know. It's funny because it's not something I would necessarily use. But yeah. People like it. Yeah. That visualize spots because it kind of shows you where any of the little spots are and you can even control it. Uh, you can get up here and you can kind of control, you know, how intense it gets there. But it'll show you where your spots are. I got a little bit of a cloudy sky, so it's harder. But on a clear sky, uh, the spots stick out really, really good. Um, anyway, so if we look at, uh, if we take a look, I'll hit the backslash key. So that shows you the Lightroom before and then the after. 
So before and after. So just to sort of summarize what in terms of workflow, it looks like you pretty much started in the basic panel and then you kind of moved down and hit a couple of other panels with lens correction. Mm -hmm. That's about it so far, right? Yeah. Is that a good is that a good workflow for most people, you think? I, I mean, honestly, the basic panel is probably like 80, 90% of what I do. Um, it's, it's so powerful inside of there. The grad filter and the, and the brushes will help out a lot too. But yeah, this is going to be 80, 90% of, of everything inside here for me. Cool. Oh, yeah. And I forgot you did your, your local corrections too. Yeah. I usually do those after the, the basic ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I usually try to get this where the best that I can, and then I'll go in here and, and come up here to the top. Um, and then from there, you know, I kind of talked about it before, but from there, for me, it's really about style. So um, I'm going to try to, it's, I, I have a certain style that I like on my photos. I like a warmer style, a little bit of a detail. So um, I jump into Lightroom works out really well because it integrates with perfect effects. Um, so I just jump in there. So if you go up to the, the photo menu, you go down to edit in, and that's normally where you can go to Photoshop. Um, there's an option when you install perfect effects, there's an option to jump in there as well. Um, and what it does is, is, you know, anybody that's used Lightroom and jumped over to Photoshop will know that it basically it's two separate programs, right? You know, we use Lightroom, but it's got to open up Photoshop to, to, to go in and do the Photoshop stuff. So the way your plugins work are exactly the same. Um, it's going to launch an entirely new window. Um, and then open that up. So we can go down here and you can see my browser is open, but in a second, there we go. So it looks like what it did was convert your raw file into a non-raw file or render it into a PSD. Is that what's happening? Exactly. And it, it, that's, um, it's, it does exactly what Photoshop has to do. Um, you know, when you, when you take a raw photo out of Lightroom, it's got to convert it to some type of a file. So uh, Lightroom will usually use TIFF or PSD, whichever you use on your, uh, your preferences there, but it'll convert it to something. Um, and then the way it works inside of, of effects, the, one of the easiest places is if you go under the presets section, um, and it sounds silly, there's a landscape section. And like, I know P, like I show this and everybody's like, yeah, but you got to have like this secret place you go to. Not really. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of go to the landscape section. Um, you can click, they give you some thumbnails over here to see, but you know, golden hour enhancer, if you're shooting at the golden hour and you want to enhance your photos, I can tell you that this will give you a really good starting place for it. Um, why should it be hard to find, you know, it's know. perfect. So, and what it does is if you look over here on the right hand side, um, there's actually a, a stack. It's layers. It's, it's just like layers inside of Photoshop. So it adds all these effects for you. Um, so there's a photo filter on there. There's a color enhancer. There's a tone enhancer. And if I want to tweak any of them, I can just click on that layer and I can change the layer opacity. So it works just like Photoshop does. You have layer opacity. Um, the other thing that's cool about it is there, there's a masking brush. So very rarely will you want to apply something to the entire photo, right? You know, to, to me, I love the look that this gives. If I hit the backslash key, I can see that's the before. That's the after. I love the look that this gives, the warmth. I don't want to make my sky yellow, though. So there's a masking brush, and, uh, and it's even got auto masking capabilities built into it. If I turn that checkbox, the perfect brush checkbox on. And so when I paint along the edge, even though the edge goes over 
the peaks of the mountain, there's actually masking going on automatically back there that's keeping it from spilling over. Oh, that's great. Can you see the mask in this program? Yeah, I'll show it to you. In fact, as soon as I paint over it. Okay. Uh, so once I do, once I do a, a quick swipe along the edges there, I usually turn it off because it works a little bit faster without it. Um, and then I'll just get the easy areas that are up here at the top. This is great because it really capitalizes on what people already know how to do. It has elements of Photoshop in the layers, and it has elements of working with the adjustment brush in Lightroom. Yeah. This is similar. So you don't have to learn all this new stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 great and it's it's powerful. It's got a lot of cool stuff. Um, if you want to see the mask you had mentioned, um, I can change. I can show you the. Oh yeah. So you can see it's automatically doing that, and you can tweak it in here. Like if you see it kind of lost a little bit inside of there, you can go in there. Oh, I don't want to add it. Uh, you can kind of tweak that and actually play with it right inside a mask view. So that helped out a lot. Um, and then all I'll do is I'll add one more layer. Um, if you want to get a little bit more, like if you want to get out of the presets and you want to go into the specific filters, which every layer in here is a filter. So if I go under tone enhancer, there's the filters. Uh, you'll see the photo filters. There's a section for that. So one of the ones I use is the vignette. Um, there's one called Big Softy. I don't know who comes up with these names. Um, but I'll just throw a vignette on it in the end here. And it just, it just, it sounds silly. It's called big softy. It's just a nice big soft vignette. And I'll probably tone it down by just, uh, working with the layer opacity. You know, it, what strikes me is the difficulty for me here would be, there are so many filters and presets to explore. I would just sit there yes. all day. I mean, I'd look up <laughs> and it'd be like five thirty. Oh my God. You know? So yeah. is that where, uh, education can come in maybe that you can point out the cool ones, the, the ones that work good in landscapes, the ones that were good in portraits, for example. Exactly. And that's, uh, that's, that's part of, of what I do there. Um, there's favorites, so you can save your favorites as well. But a, a big part of what I do is, um, is, is create video content for this stuff. In fact, um, we actually just made a new video series. If you go to ononephotos.com, it's called your photo, our look, and people submit their photos and then I do a video where I edit like four or five photos of other people's photos. So rather than me edit my own photos, I edit their photos. Um, and they're not all landscapes, you know, they're landscapes, travel, portraits, whatever it happens to be. But um, in a lot of those videos, that's where I go over those things. I kind of show what presets tend to work best where. Great. Um, so here's our final image. So if I go, uh, I'll go to the original here and I'll hit reset. And now we're back in Lightroom for those who are listening. So let's go back to our original there. I'm going to hit reset. So that is our original image. Lightroom is acting a little bit slow on me. There we go. And, uh, and that's our final image. So you can say, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll go into, uh, I can take this into survey view. So if you go into the grid module inside of Lightroom, um, you can take this into survey view and you can kind of see them side by side. I use that, at this one, the compare view and the survey view all the time to compare. I use it more than, uh, you know, there's kind of before and after, but that gets complicated as to what the before is. And, I know, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you're, you're right. I think I, I, I should be correct that I think it's compare view that I'm looking at right now. 
But, what a difference. Oh, my gosh. So the one that he's um, added the effects to and done the basic editing in Lightroom is just there's more detail showing. The color really pops. Um, you can see clouds in a sky that in the original was almost a, kind of that white sky that you get when you shoot. Uh, yeah. Day. So this is fantastic. It opened up the shadows. Love I, I love I love what it does to the the warmth on the mountains because there was warmth there. I mean, this was sunset, and so I love how it just brings it out. It really does. Takes your eye way back there to El Cap. So nice. Well, that's uh, that's my workflow. That's that's pretty much what I did on every photo that I went on to the trip. I save presets for it, so when I go in there, I just I just click once, and you can make your own custom presets. So I don't really even have to go through all that. Well, that's really neat. I can't wait to see more about um, about Effect, the On One software Effect, and some of the other software there. So if we want to see more about that, where do we go? Uh, on One.com, O-N-One.com is, uh, is where you'll get the software side. If you want to see some of the training and the education, just go to OnOnePhotos.com, and uh, it's a little blog there, and you'll see lots of videos and presets and cool stuff like that. And what if we want to see what you're doing? What's your website these days? Uh, best place to go is mattk.com. Mattk.com, M-A-T-T-K. And uh, I, yeah, I wrote, I just, in fact, I just put up a blog post today about the Yosemite trip. So I kind of go over the places that I shot and show photos from each one of them. So. Oh, neat. So anything else coming up that we should know about? Any books in the works or something like that? Uh, no books. Uh, on June 8th, 9th, 10th, uh, I'm doing two classes over at Creative Live. So... Um, if anybody's watching, I'm doing one class, long exposure, mastering long exposure photography. Um, so, you know, smooth water, streaky clouds, all that fun stuff. And then, uh, and then I'm doing an entire day on landscape, uh, Lightroom and Photoshop for landscape photographers. So I'll basically go over all my landscape workflow, um, for all that. So that's okay, June ninth and 10th, I think. Well, I'm so glad that you're out there teaching and, you know, I, I urge people to come and watch you whenever they can because you're a great instructor. Well, thank you. Photographer. Yeah. And thank I'm you. happy to see you again, Matt. I, I know. You. It's been way too long. <laughs> well, it won't be. We'll keep in touch. Cool. All right, then. Thank you so much for being with us. Hey. And um, for everyone who's listening and watching, I want to thank you for being with us today. And if you like this episode of The Fix, please go over to iTunes and leave a nice message there, maybe a few <laughs> stars for us. And we'll be with you next week for another terrific guest and another episode of The Fix here on the This Week in Photography network of podcasts. Bye, everyone. Bye.